press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh drama. drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. 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 Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life. I'm Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. I can't explain the fun energy when we're recording in the same room. It, there's nothing like it. I know. It, it, it's weird because I don't know if I should look at you or like <laughs> look at the screen or not. But it's jarring. It is so fun. I know. Do you remember when we first started recording episodes we were like i don't know if i should look at you like do i normally look at you when i talk i know like, it was do we make strange. eye contact i don't think we ever have <laughs> <laughs> well we famously have you know grown up together been twins all of our lives if you can believe yeah and didn't start hugging until like college people are always just so like, weird do, do, do people hug their siblings is that normal like i know it happens on tv like i think people I with know. healthy emotionally yeah. adjusted relationships I wonder if lucky. we didn't hug because people were always trying to make fun of us for being gay, even though we weren't out yet, which is, you know, fun. And because, you know, gay twins, very fun. And if people saw us hugging, maybe they would be like, oh, they're gay. I think we didn't hug because we were literally never not together. That's probably That's why. True. We never had a reason to say goodbye. Yeah. Like emotionally. Okay, I'm going to sob. I know. Well, our guest actually just asked us the most <laughs> recent time we were together. And it reminded me of something really fun that we did when we were, when I was visiting you in New York. Yeah. We saw POTUS. I know. Oh my God. I'm so glad you got to see it before it, I, it I closed. I need everyone to see it before it closed. It is so darn funny. I think it's done like this weekend. Maybe this weekend or next. I think the 14th sounds okay. right to me. I know. Well, we saw Into the Woods when you yes. first arrived. Yes, 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 yes. Which and we'll, we'll talk we'll about. We'll get very about. much into it. Yes. And then we closed the weekend on a little POTUS. Yes. Until which... your flight was canceled and you had to stay an extra day. But <laughs> what did you think? I thought it was hysterical. And I, I know people are talking about it. Like, it snuck in right before the Tonys and everything. I thought it was brilliant. I loved the ending, which I don't think a lot of people are talking about. And I'm obviously not going to spoil it because I think this will be like a regional gem. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I think so. All the divas of every theater community will come together for this show. We need. Um, My breakout performance was absolutely Julianne Huff. <gasps> you think? Yes, which you told me she was amazing. <laughs> she is. She's great. It was like every actor was, per like the role was written perfectly for each actor. I know. Which is, I don't know. It just was felt so right. I mean, Julianne Huff. I know. I was acting surprised. I know. You're like, wait, you like Julianne No, I mean, I will always, always, always pay money to watch Vanessa Williams mm -hmm. do what Vanessa Williams does, mm -hmm. which when you've seen her in anything, you get it. And she just nails it every time. It's like that Wilhelmina Slater from Ugly Betty. It's she just, she has this confidence. You with know, her. she played the witch in the Into the Woods revival from what year was it? I think it was like. 2002, maybe three or four, two, perhaps? I'm shaking. Yeah. I don't know much about that revival other than that Laura Benanti and Vanessa Williams were in it. And also that, was that the controversial Laura Benanti breaking her back and they still made her mm -hmm. perform? Yeah, but also they added in Our Little Worlds, which was like a cut. If you read Sondheim's books, eventually okay. you will. You're calling he out talks about reading. the changes that he made for that production and, and other productions. Oh my God. We've listen, we've been talking about Into the Woods a lot lately. It's been mentioned all year leading up. A lot of our guests, you know, Rob McClure, Sam Gravitt, they would all mention Into the Woods. And now it's on Broadway. We had a phenomenal episode last week with Jason Forbach, but we need to welcome today's guest who I would say, other than Milky White, is the buzzed about 
debut of the season. Icon, comedic genius, mm-hmm. vocals down. I am so jealous that you saw her at City, at Center. City Center. And you, you literally texted me in intermission and you were like, holy shit. Revelation. Yes. You said, Julia Lester is a revelation. I know. And I normally don't say the guest's name before I read them oh, in, but whoa. I had to complete the statement. <laughs> but she is. And she's made that, that great decision to join us for the pod. Mm-hmm. And I want you to give the intro because our listeners, if they didn't know her from Into the Woods, they know her from something else. Yes. So please bring her in. Our guest today is currently making her splash of a Broadway debut as Little Red Riding Hood in Into the Woods, which has stolen our hearts. And she has solidified herself as a star of screen and stage. Listeners will know our guest's incredible talent and vocal prowess as the lovable Ashlyn on High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney Plus, which just debuted its third season. Other television credits include recurring roles on Mom, Prince of Peoria, and Mr. Student Body President. She's guest starred on Game Shakers, The Thundermans, and Bella and the Bulldogs. On stage, West Coast audiences have been treated to her turns as Natalie in Next to Normal, the narrator in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, the titular role in Carrie, the musical version, and many, many more shows. Our guest has been performing since she was a child, having grown up in a show business family, and is also trained in dance, which is a little known fact about her. What can't she do? We are so gagged for today's podcast. Please welcome to drama, Julia Lester. I'm, that was the nicest intro I've ever gotten ever. Thank you. Wow. Hi, guys. Oh Hello. How are you, Julia? I'm amazing now that you just gassed me up so much. <laughs> Listen, we How only speak guys? the truth. We only speak the truth. We're good. We're great. Okay. I'm. We're together. Yes, as we're together. Mentioned. And we're in Ohio, and we're in our actually our childhood bedroom recording the podcast. You you never know where life's gonna take you. You know, you grow up in a bedroom, and then 15 years later, you're sitting in it recording a podcast with your twin. But I told you this before. You look incredible. This should yes. not be an audio format. <laughs> you literally look so great. Your skin is unbelievable. Your hair, everything, your outfit. Thank you. I'm wearing all of my sister's clothes <laughs> and I did not do my own hair and makeup. So thank you very much. <laughs> Wait, question. Did you, did, Humble you queen. <laughs> did you hug your sister growing up? Okay, I was going to add to that. I... We're a very affectionate family. Okay, okay. So not only were we hugging, but we were like wrestling and jumping on top of each other. And yeah, we're very, yes, okay. we were. But I totally get that. Like being with somebody all the time, you don't like feel the need to yeah. do that. That makes sense. And is it two older sisters? Yes, I'm the baby. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. They're probably so proud of you. They are. They're Yay. so supportive. Like, especially being in a family of like all performers. They all get it. They all know the grind and they are so insanely supportive and I'm obsessed with them. And we're all best friends, especially now as adults. So that's really great. Isn't that cool how that happens too? Like maybe you grow apart for a little while, but then when you're adults, you just, you've got each other, you know? I mean, I, you know, I, uh, I'm two years younger than my middle sister. Okay. And we shared a room growing up and we we're on the verge of killing each other like every single day. So <laughs> it was really lovely having that sort of like do a 180 when we were older and now we're best friends and can't get enough of each other. So. And how yeah. old is the older sister? She is seven and a half years older than me. Okay. So she's our age. So high school musical was probably big for her. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, okay. probably not as much as me and Lily okay. like at that at that point Jenny Jenny's the oldest one she was always really into like 
spring awakening and like the really like she was like in like the older angsty so she liked when you were next to normal oh yeah oh yeah i'm wondering if she was able to see that or not because they're they're all in new york now so yeah but she she was more of like the dark angsty i used to call her a vampire (laughs) Uh, but lily and i definitely grew up under the high school musical world oh yeah yeah. oh my god i can only imagine you're even sipping out of what i think is a wildcat's water bottle Ah. okay yeah an official (laughs) high school musical the musical the series water bottle we have much to discuss with you julia but i I have to also say you know people often are like you guys could be you know this this is your triplet you look like you could be our sibling we're all redhead power i had a feeling you were gonna say that even before you opened your mouth like we have a similar thing going on we just need larry to be our other and then we we can be let's yes which we need to mention larry of course connected us the angel doll to ever exist. I mean, what a sweetheart. Yes, I adore him. Yep. Even when he introduced us to you via email, he like called you his great love or I something. Know, like he's that. so cute. <laughs> I love him. We have a very special relationship. I mean, we're both like each other's first like on-screen romance, first TV show counterpart, if that's even the right yeah. term. No, you play out yeah, whoever you play opposite. Uh, opposites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 First, yeah. first TV show opposites. So yeah, we've done we've had a lot of firsts together, and I I love him very much. Yeah. Oh, that's so pure. I love literally it so love much. him. Well, we were chatting a little bit before, and you have so much going on right now, all great things. And we ask all of our guests how they're doing, and Julia, we're wondering this of you: Are you well? <laughs> that's a good question. I am. I'm yes. I am very well. Um, I am getting very used to this new life that I'm living, this Broadway schedule, having High School Musical premiering at the same time as the show. (laughs) This is all very new to me. It's a whole different world and life. But yes, I mean, when you like boil it down, this is like exactly what I've been working towards, you know, for basically my whole life. So I am so great and filled with so much joy and gratitude and Yes, thank you. (laughs) I'm so happy for you. I can feel it radiating off of you. Is this your first time living in New York? Yeah. I mean, technically my first time was Encores, but this all feels like world together. Yeah, yeah, I haven't spent more than probably like a week and a half in New York at a time. And now I've been here since like May with a tiny little break in between. But yeah, this is... Yeah, for a simple answer, yes. Oh my God. (laughs) No, that's literally how I would answer it too. Because (laughs) when I lived in New York, it was like broken up into different eras of like when I lived there. So I totally get that too. It's wait, so what was your first Broadway show? I know that's such like an arbitrary question, but I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah, the first Broadway show I ever saw. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't go to New York until I was 15. My sister, Lily, who we were just talking about, was in an acapella group in high school. Then they performed at like an acapella competition or festival or something at Carnegie Hall, which oh, was cool. like, a huge deal. So we all, yeah. whole family at the time, we were all living in LA. We flew out to New York. And that was the first time I had ever been in a city. And the very first show we ever chose to see was the final preview of Something Rotten at the St. James, starring both Brian Darcy James and Kate Reinders, who I'm now simultaneously working with at that theater now. Too. <laughs> that is insane. Wild. Written in the stars. 
Absolutely. Wow. They were both so good. Yes. So good. I love that show. It's so funny. I'm so glad it's being done regionally now. Yes. And like everybody could enjoy it because I remember when I saw it on Broadway, I was like, oh my God, this needs to be done forever and everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were a teen seeing something rotten visiting New York, did you have it in your mind? Like, I want to be, well, I guess I'm kind of jumping into another segment we do, but <laughs> did you know you wanted to be up there one day? Yeah, I think I, is this, is this where we dive into like my, my, we should. Yeah, we it's should. very natural. It, it does feel natural. So we, we, yeah. we called a ring of keys moment on drama because it's referencing that moment of recognition that Allison has in Fun Home where she sees something in someone else that she recognizes in herself and knows that it's a part of her life in a huge way. And we like to relate it to the performing arts, like whether it was a performance you saw, a book you read, movie, any, something you consumed in some way that rang like some keys on a, on a carabiner or whatever it's <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. That's actually funny. I don't know if I can, there, there have been a couple moments that have like solidified my love for performing and have been like, oh yes, I want to do this forever. But it's so funny when I like think about like my childhood and like my first encounter with performing was my parents. I mean, they are both actors. Um, my grandparents are actors. I always like reference my ancestors as well, who were like in a traveling theater troupe in Poland. So this is like cool. way up the family line. But my parents were full-time actors for majority of my life. My mom also ended up being like a boss woman CEO, ran her own business. Yes. Uh, two, two different businesses actually, but their main <laughs> priority and passion was performing. Um, that was my dad's like full-time job. And so when I was born, I actually didn't realize that like being a performer or having parents for performers was like rare or like, <laughs> not normal in a way. So I always just thought that was like a normal job that you grow up wanting to have. Like I didn't ever have a moment that was like, oh, I'm going to be different than all my family and I'm going to go do this. It was just very like in my blood, in my face from the moment I was born. And, you know, if I ever had a passion to do anything else, my parents would have, of course, supported me and whatever. But I loved it. I mean, I remember like, I guess like my earliest, earliest memory is in my mom's minivan driving around LA you know, wherever we were going, whether it was school or dance class or seeing friends, whatever. We had these little cassette tapes called Broadway Kids. And it was essentially like a kids bop, but for musical theater. So it was like children singing like Broadway hits, whether that was like, you know, Corner of the Sky from Pippin or Castle on a Cloud from Les Mis, like all of these songs that were on this cassette tape. And they had this like opening number that was like, we're the Broadway kids. Da, 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 da. Of course, I'm like off key now, but. Um... <laughs> I loved it. I like want to listen to it. I need, I need the full, I need the full no. song. <laughs> I want to like find it and re listen to it because it's been a long time but they they had this one line that was that said like Broadway in our hearts or something but I always used to think it was Broadway in our cars because we would always listen to it while driving <laughs> later found out it was Broadway's in our hearts but anyway so that was like my first introduction to like the world of musical theater and hearing all of these children sing like these like legit Broadway songs I was like I want to do that I'll do that and also like growing up my parents always showed us like more live action things rather than animated and I love both and like as an adult now like 
I love animated movies and series and stuff. But as a kid, we were we watched a lot of live action, especially like Wizard of Oz is like a huge movie that was oh, like yeah. prominent in my childhood. So I always just like grew up seeing performing in front of my face in all mediums, whether that was on screen or like literally going to my parents' place of work, which was like a show or a cabaret or something. So I never really had like a moment where I wanted to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were sitting in the St. James, you were like, yeah, I could, I could be up there one day. Like this is something I'm, this is a path I'm on. Yeah. I think that was, I think like the word Broadway was always like the goal. And of course, like when you're little, you think Broadway is like one theater. Like I didn't <laughs> that Broadway is like an umbrella term for like dozens of theaters in the city of New York. I just thought it was one theater called Broadway. <laughs> so I think that was always like the end goal. I just never really like dreamt of how it would start or when it would start. But yeah, definitely when I was in the St. James, I was like, oh my God, these people are getting paid to do the thing that I love. And I want to be like that. Yeah. And now you're there. I mean, you're literally Little Red in this it's the hit. I think this is the biggest hit since Broadway returned last mm -hmm. September. Like, oh, wow. I, I feel like yeah. financially, critically, it's the hot ticket. Truly, I don't, I couldn't, can't remember the last time something hit Broadway that has been this hot. I, I mean, really, it's been so exciting for everyone. Yeah, it's crazy when you say that. I mean, to, first of all, like make a Broadway debut, then to like have it be in a Sondheim show, which like insane. And then for it to be like, you know, some people have said it's like the talk of the town and getting yeah. like rave reviews like that is unheard of. And, you know, maybe a little bit not great for my first Broadway experience <laughs> downhill from here but it's, it's yeah it's a I'm it's a pinch me moment in my life right now for sure I hope that you're soaking it in as best you can because I know you have a lot going on but <laughs> what an exciting moment just for all of us to be able to you know hear these lyrics and these songs that feel like for the first time with this production which the sound design is just incredible and everyone in the cast is at the top of their game understudies included it's just oh yeah so brilliant i'm in awe of all the things that you're saying right now <laughs> i read somewhere that that stephen sondheim himself blessed you with being cast in this production for encores what can you tell us about that story yeah i mean i guess i never really like thought about the fact that he would like be a part of the process but of course right. now being like more immersed in and learning more about him is that he's extremely invested in every production of the shows that he's written or um, been a part of. And so he was a huge supporter of the Encores production long before, of course, I was involved, long before anybody was involved. He was uh, one of the you know, first cheerleaders that, you know, they got his blessing first period for the entire thing. Wow. And yeah, so I, I guess I never really like thought about the fact that he would like watch my tape, <laughs> which is like nuts, like a literally like a self tape in my bedroom at home. But when I got the phone call that I had booked it, my agents opened up the conversation with Sondheim wants you to play Little Red. And I was like, you're joking. You're lying to me. What prank are you pulling right now? Um, so mm -hmm. I, I just, I didn't even think about the fact, oh, of course he would be involved in this like huge 
New York resurgence of Into the Woods, of course. But I just never thought that he would watch my self-tape. Right. <laughs> but he's he was a huge supporter of the production. So of course he would have, you know, a say in who in who was, you know, taking on the parts. Um and it was only you and the guy playing Jack who had even had to audition, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm like 95% sure that those were the only roles that they really searched for that they didn't already have somebody in mind for, which I think is wonderful that you know our director and the creative team were so invested in finding new talent and people yeah. who've never been on Broadway to fill these roles which I I'm you know I always like am a cheerleader for people who people deserve a chance you know what I mean so yes. I, I'm 100% yeah I'm so grateful that they were really looking for some for some new faces me too oh my god has it been what you thought it would be like Oh my goodness. I don't know if I even, well, clearly not. Cause here we are like <laughs> two and a half months later and I'm still doing the show, which was, which was supposed to be a two week engagement. So, right. <laughs> oh so no. To answer your question. I guess. <laughs> um, it's bigger. You're like, I thought I'd be back in Utah by now. <laughs> I, well, seriously. I, I thought I would be like spending my summer in my apartment in LA, like auditioning <laughs> and doing other self tapes. So yeah. 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 So no, it's, it's nothing I could have expected. It's bigger and better and more exciting than anything I could have pictured. Of course, I knew like the stakes were really high, but I don't think I could have mm. ever like pictured or understood the feeling of what it would actually be like. Sure. Yeah. So quick question for you. Do you have your own dressing room? I share with Alicia Velez, who plays Rapunzel. And we Oh, I love that. Wait, that's super fun. <laughs> yeah, I had my own dressing room at Encores. And it's, you know, I was very grateful. It's lovely, like having your own space, but I got a little lonely. I like yeah. to talk to and hang out with. And um Alicia has become a really great friend of mine. We both obviously made our debuts together. Yes. Um so yeah. We share a dressing room and we have tons of fun. And y'all recorded an album, which oh, is going to be did. coming out. Wait, you did? Yeah, they did. <laughs> oh my know. God, tell me. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I know. I'm saying like we did as if I've already done it. I actually record a week from today because when oh. the cast recorded the album, I had COVID, which yes. took me out for a little over a week of the show. Shout out to my amazing understudy, Delphi Boric, who... Oh my God, slayed the game and made history as the first Asian American artist to play Little Red on Broadway. So, oh my God, I didn't even realize that. That's shout so out exciting. to her. Yes. Obviously, of course, I would have loved to not have COVID, but <laughs> I'm so grateful that there was such a wonderful silver lining in all of that and that she was able to perform and make history and be amazing and wow people the way that she deserves to. So that was incredible. But I did miss the initial album recording. So I'm going in a week from today to do all my pickups and stick myself in there. And then I believe it's supposed to come out in September, I think. Yeah, that's what they're saying. But yeah, that is so incredible. And I have to say, yes, we saw Delphi. So I've never seen you do it, but I'll, I will be back. How did, I, how did I miss that there was an album happening? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so obviously, it's this star studded cast. And much has been said about your connection to Sarah Bareilles. It's no secret that you love her, the world loves her. You've settled in a little bit now. What is it like working with such a <laughs> an influential figure in your own life? It's great. It's, <laughs> I'm like, so, I mean, she's amazing. And the only person who's embarrassed is me. She is so nurturing and wonderful. <laughs> like I am like 
I can't believe I have gushed about her book so much. And now we're working together. And now it's like a little <laughs> bit embarrassing. Like I've been getting tagged in like so many old interviews where like all I do is like talk about her for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh God, I can't. <laughs> But everybody out there should always gush about their idols because one day you might meet them and they'll be really grateful that you did. So it's all mm. great. And she's the Love. loveliest. I mean, I saw her in concert and I and I knew how grounded and real and hilarious she was from just seeing the way that she carries herself and who she is as a person. Obviously, I've watched a lot of her interviews and have been following her career for, you know, like over a decade at this point. Yeah. About, I've been her fan since I was like six, which is like, literally how old am I? That would mean I'm 16. No, I, like, <laughs> <laughs> what's Matt? Well, I'm trying to think when Love Song came out when we were like in sixth grade and you're you're younger than us. So yeah, you might've been six when, when that came out, I, like I think. Six or seven, yeah, when the mm-hmm. first album came out. So it's been like, I'm doing math on my fingers. It's been like 15 years, if that's even correct. Yeah, or over that's wild. Years. Yeah, I mean, she is a true leading lady. And I think she is definitely the anchor of this cast and leads everybody with such grace and heart and humility and love. And, you know, I just never even imagined I would be like in the same room as her, let alone like sharing a stage with her every night. So, (laughs) wow. Yeah, it's nuts. But she's like such a real grounded person that like, it's almost as if like the version of Sarah that I know is like separate from like the one that I have like idolizing my whole life, which is which is a great thing. Like she's so normal that sometimes I'm like, we're joking right now, but like you're, I've looked up to you my whole life. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what concert of hers did you see live? Like what tour was it? Um, I saw her amidst the chaos tour. This was okay. in 2019. I saw her at the Hollywood bowl. That was my oh, very cool. first time ever seeing her in concert. I'm not like, I guess recently I've become more of a concert goer, but I was never like a concert goer growing up between the ages of eight to 18. I can name like five concerts on one hand that I went to. Wow. So, um, yeah, I didn't, I get it. Yeah. I didn't see her till later in life, but also that gave me like a better appreciation for the music and for her because I was older and able to like really understand. Definitely. Yeah. We saw we saw her Little Black Dress tour in Cleveland, like in 2014, which that Blessed Unrest album is Amazing. my favorite of hers. But I just remember thinking how groundbreaking it felt that she was so natural on stage. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't as popular at the time. Like I think celebrities always felt so removed from the ground in, in many ways, like larger than life. And she was just so cool, oh, you know? So cool. and- yeah. <laughs> it's just like her and like a small band and her piano and like, she tells stories in between all of her songs and talks to her audience and like somebody got proposed to during I Choose You. Oh. Like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> because of course, you know, there's this connection that you sang Gravity in your audition for High School Musical, the musical, the series. That's too crazy that you're working with her now. All that's been said about it, I, I think it's absolutely wild. Yeah, thanks. So we've got to talk about High School Musical, the musical, the series, because I mean, our listeners know we love it. I remember watching it like I binged most of it over the holidays 2019. I was a little skeptical because, you know, Zach, Vanessa, those kids, they raised me. They really, <laughs> they they held me close. You know, it was a moment in time in 2006, 7, 8. But what Tim and what you guys have done is just 
unbelievable. I mean, I urge anyone who's skeptical of it to go watch season one and like, you'll be blown away at how meta it is and inventive and how talented you all are. I mean, it is crazy. And I will never forget the first time, and I'm sure everyone tells you this, Julia, but the first time I heard Wondering, <laughs> I was gagged. I mean, you slayed the house down boots. <laughs> I mean, you. I was waiting for the boots. I was waiting for the boots. <laughs> we still, I mean, we are obsessed with that song. Oh, yeah. You are a gag. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. Yeah, we love the show so much. And I <laughs> I mean, you all have broken out, which is like what is so cool about it is that everyone is just so talented and fresh and new. And obviously season three has just debuted. It's changed the format a little of what you guys are doing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I was actually going to ask what it is like working with this, with the cast, because you're all pretty much around the same age. And how much has changed from the first season to now? It's like everything has changed, but nothing has changed, if Mm. that makes any sense. Like, everything has changed in the sense that, like, the world knows who we are, I guess. The show, the world knows about the show. The world knows the music and the plots and the characters. Whereas, like, you know, before season one, this was, like, a tiny little kept secret that we were all holding on to until, you know, Disney plus debuted us. So everything in like the social publicity front of the show, that is all crazy. And like, like you said, season three is totally different from anything that we've done. And I think it's so wonderful that the show can grow and evolve with us because it's been almost four years and a show that can change with their growing actors I think is is wonderful but also in a sense like nothing has changed because we're all from the second we met during season one it was like oh okay I just made you know eight new best friends however many of us there are I can't even keep count (laughs) I know there's more than that but like you know the core group there were I think there were like eight or ten of us is like oh these are all my new best friends Mm. and that has remained true since then so like our relationships with each other and our passion for the show and the real like true nitty-gritty heart and soul of it all is like still very much there and still very much alive but now the world it can be a part of it too so yeah yeah, that whole part of it has changed but really we're all so insanely close and have been since day one that is so beautifully said and I appreciate your insights into all of that too. I'm thinking about some of my favorite shows that really stuck to their guns every season with the same format. Like even Glee didn't change until many years later and it didn't, I don't think work out for a lot of the fans kind of left at times with, you know, half in New York, half in Ohio. From what I've already seen of this season, it feels so organic and it feels amazing. And it doesn't feel like, what am I watching? You know, it's, it's really great. And I am so excited to see what role Ashlyn gets in Frozen because yeah. it was very, it was a big, big deal that you were yeah. Belle. Ashlyn was Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not even going to make a face. Dylan has another prediction about Ashlyn. And I don't know why you feel this way. I think they're going to go gay with it this season. I was catching some vibes. Okay. Your vibes going on with this cute new, this counselor girl. She's charismatic as hell yeah i i think that's my prediction for the season and you're doing such a good job with your program it's almost like your zoom pro yeah <laughs> i'm also 
so interested in what you have to say. I'm like, thank you for indulging me. Yeah, Sailor Bell Curta, who plays Maddox on the show. Okay. I think that's who you guys were referencing. Yes, yes. Maddox. Um, Maddox yep. Yeah, she... You mean Gadget? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Gadget. <laughs> she is a person, is like... Her and Adrian Lyles were like the two core new cast members we also of course had meg donnelly and we have two amazing new young talents aria brooks and liamani segura and of course jason earl and oh. corbin blue like there's a whole mess of a million new people that are on the show but adrian and sailor were like two of our new core people this season and they embody the hsm tmts energy more than any of us do like to be honest, like <laughs> They they carry such beautiful energy and they fit so perfectly into our family. They are two of my best friends now. Um, Sailor and I specifically got super close because Tim actually reached out to me and he was like, you know, we have this this new wonderful talent, Sailor, joining the cast. And he was like, I would love for you to like take her under your wing as sort of like her big sister mentor and just make her feel welcome and at home. And I was like, say no more. That's my dream. Oh, I love it. Growing up as a theater kid, you always like look up to the older kids. And when an older kid takes you under their wing during a show, it's like the best feeling in the world. And so I always Mm -hmm. dreamed of having that moment for me to graduate into the older kid, you know, big sister type. So he, you know, chose me to to play that role. I was like, say no more. I've I'm born for this. And (laughs) yeah, Sailor and I are extremely close. She's came and saw encores. She came and saw my first preview on Broadway. She remains an insane supporter. She went and saw Corbin Blue at the Muni and Mary Poppins. Like she, uh, she travels the country to see her friends in everything that they do. And I just needed to gush about her for a moment. She's a girl's girl. She is. But you know what I'm getting from this? The way that you have spoken about her, about Sarah, about Larry, about so many of your castmates, you're a girl's girl as well. You are. You are. It, it's, you are. it's true. It's coming out of you. I can just see it. Wait, I'm curious too. I also have a, another thing. I know that they went. <laughs> We're being crazy. They had, they had no, women playing Olaf as well. And so I, I could see a female cast member playing Olaf. Oh, too. right. The, right before Broadway. Ryan Redmond, Broadway. Ryan Redmond played and then she was injured. But then. Yeah. But they because there's this great video of her singing Summer on YouTube. I think I've seen yeah. that. I think I've seen mm-hmm. that before. It's cute. And I love cute. I love that like the first female Olaf could be on mm. Broadway. Cause like you see, like and when you do shows regionally, like people love to put new twists on it, but to have mm-hmm. Broadway as like to inspire everybody else who ends up doing Frozen in the future to have a female Olaf, like I just love that. There's a female Sven. I'm probably getting this wrong, but like maybe like an Australian production. Oh, how cool. Or somewhere in the UK. Definitely not America, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Totally be wrong. She could totally be yeah. American, but our listeners will have to tell Now us. I'm wondering who's gonna be Sven. I need to do a whole like <laughs> cast chart thing that I'll Episode two of season three is definitely we start doing more frozen things it's time to to start um getting into the show but you can definitely look forward to some frozen stuff happening in the next episode for sure okay thank you for that little teaser because this is coming out on wednesday with the new episode yes yes so everyone needs Um, to listen to this and then watch episode two definitely definitely I'm curious, new Corbin's on the show this season. Lucas did a cameo. Was it in season one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, the prop of Vanessa Hudgens' cell phone also played a role in the series. At one point. That's right. Have, you know, and there were those photos of Zach and Vanessa visiting East High. What can you tell us 
about them visiting the school. Did you see those? I did see those. And people have been like, tell us what you know. And I'm like, they're just now writing season four. We are not in Utah. We are not filming. I mean, for all I know, they could be like, you know, in talks to be in season four. Who knows? I mean, we've yeah. to be a part of the show since season one. But the yeah. Instagram posts are just coming at a very convenient time that season three is coming out, though. Yeah, don't have anything to do with our show as far as I'm concerned. Okay, okay. <laughs> Put those rumors to bed. Yeah, okay. but I would love, love it. You heard it here. Who would you like to see from like the OG first three movies in the in season four? I mean, I I think Corbin was amazing in season three, oh. and if he can continue his role in season four, somehow he comes to Utah and goes comes to visit us at East High or something. I'd love for him to come mm -hmm. back. I mean, I guess, I mean, we've wanted Zach and Vanessa since day one. So I guess I would, I have to say them. Also, I have met Allison Reed before, who was the original uh, Arbus. And I don't know, maybe if she- Broadway like, legend. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe if she wanted to, you know, whip Miss Jen into shape, like, sure. Like, I'd love for her <laughs> to come make a cameo. <laughs> Yes, they can co-direct something, yeah. or, or I don't, I don't know. Miss Jen would be would be down for that. Actually, the most chaotic production, I think. Uh -huh. If they tried to co-direct, <laughs> I know. So is Jason Earls kind of playing like the Mr. Fulton role that we saw in High School Musical two, where he's like in charge of the country club, but Jason Earls is like in charge of the camp? Well, that's very interesting. I actually never made that connection. He is in charge of the camp, and he is. I guess, you know, not one of the theater kids. So I guess you could say there's there's a yeah. connection in a way. But the way that Jason makes that character so special and different from anything we've seen before, I don't think I could com really compare him to anybody. Love it. Girls, girl. You've really girls, indulged girl. us here and I feel I like a crazy person. I know, it's like we're, we're talking as though this world is real. But I think to so <laughs> many people, it it is. And it's so important and it really... It, I mean, I know it's provided such joy and an escape to multiple generations now. So yeah, the 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 best is yet to come from what I'm hearing, though. I think so. I mean, if this show could go on for 12 more seasons, I would be there for every single one of them. So that's oh, where we could go. I love it. <laughs> that's so magical. What would be your dream show for them to do on season four or season five? Ooh. Because you're just like juniors now, right? There's you're y'all are young. Yeah, not everybody's a junior, but Ashlyn specifically is going into her junior. Okay. Year, so, <laughs> I mean, I could have like five more seasons in the bag if I want. I know you could <laughs> if they do the summer, the summer exactly. seasons too. Like, oh, come on, semesters for junior and senior year plus a summer. Yeah. Like I'm golden. Uh -huh. <laughs> I mean, it's very too meta now, but like before this whole Into the Woods Broadway, you know, this whole life started for me. We've actually been saying that Into the Woods would be so fun to do. Since mm -hmm. season mm -hmm. one, we've said that. There's just so many characters and like Oh, yeah. You could gender bend, you could do something out of the box, you can make it from an unknown era. Like you can do so cool right. things with that show so that would be really fun though i don't even think that's possible now because that would be like literally way too meta um as if as if we could get way too meta like wait till you see season three. right <laughs> disney plus was literally said in the first episode of season it's three insane. So and like, we're, we're what there. i love i'm sure you guys as theater kids would like love the reference like when corbin blue talks about like mti i'm like Mm -hmm. like, we get the, new, the new version uh, yeah that's being licensed yeah, yeah. <laughs> they keep things coming but yeah i mean into the woods would be so fun though i don't even think that's possible but i always say like like it definitely has to be something i guess like disney branded so I think, yeah like, yeah peter pan or mary poppins or i think peter pan is like the, my the next choice ones. yeah peter pan would be sweet yeah. that would be so fun yeah. do you guys get to improvise at all with the dialogue 
We definitely are given the freedom to do basically whatever we want. I mean, I think that we all have the understanding that like sticking to what's written is like respectful of the writers and the storyline and, you know, just makes things smooth. And, you know, that's the way that it was written. So we want to portray like what has been given to us, but we definitely are given the freedom to improvise if we wanted to. And I think as the seasons have progressed, we've all gotten more comfortable in doing that. So there have definitely been some improvised moments that we had in season three that I hope make airtime. And if they weren't improvised, they were like, you know, on the fly. So hopefully. I love it. Oh my God. Well, thank you for humoring us. We were absolute lunatics asking you about all these nitty gritty questions about the series, which I didn't even realize I had, but you know, here we, here we are. Also, I need to tell you before I forget, you are so funny in Into the Woods. I. Little Red can sometimes be like a little bit annoying, but you were hysterical that I was literally when I texted Dylan, I was like, she's a revelation. Like you really, you did that. I'll see you. I need to come and see you. Thank you. Yeah. Come back. Let me know. Let me know. Be there. Yeah. Yeah, Oh my gosh. Okay. So we've asked you so many questions. We've taken up a lot of your time. So thank you for all this. Before we say goodbye, we do like to end on a dose of drama. Time to say goodbye. Oh my God. I thought it was like, I thought, I feel like it's been like 15 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> Biggest compliment we could ever get. Thank you. I know. Oh my I'm actually gosh. very shocked. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Well, we like to end with a dose of drama where we share something on our minds or in our hearts that is, we want to give to our listeners. So it could mm-hmm. be something you've been consuming, something you want to promote, rant about, rave about, something you've been thinking about. Anything mm-hmm. in the world is drama. So anything you share falls under that category. It's the broadest um, segment on the planet dylan do you want to kick us off today mm-hmm. with a little dose of drama yes my my dose of drama is that well it's actually i'm gonna find a way to work in a question as well so that's like oh my god what I, i'm using my time for <laughs> is that joshua bassett has a new single coming out not at the time of this episode's release but it'll be soon after and my question for you julia is have you ever been able to get a sneak preview of joshua's music or olivia's music or anything like that <laughs> before they've gone <laughs> out into the world Yes to both. Um, Wow. Like, I don't know. I mean, I didn't sign an NDA, so (laughs) I did hear Josh's new song that's actually coming out. So um, I heard that on set and it is... I, I mean, I told him straight up. I was like, this is my favorite song of yours. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm waiting for him to have that song that's gonna like... His driver's license. Be his moment. You know what I mean? Like, his music is all great. I'm... I know that you love singer songwritery stuff too, Julia. So it's yeah. like that vibe. And I'm waiting for like one of them to finally just stick for him. And I, I'm hopeful with this one. Yeah. I mean, I, if I were to, you know, because I have all the power, if right, I right, were right, to right. Up, it would be this one coming out. Yeah. It's wonderful. And to like hear him or, you know, watch him, watch me listen to it for the first time. It was still, it, it totally could have changed since then. This was a little, little while ago. So it could have been um, in very like early stages of production that I heard it, but it is so beautiful lyrically, musically. Yeah. Everything. I, yeah, I really love this one. I'm so excited. If I had all the power in the world, I would grant that one. <laughs> anointed, anointed. Anointed. Yeah. I love it. That's great. Yeah. He's I, so fucking cute. Dylan, you're obsessed. I am obsessed. <laughs> anyways okay my dose of drama is something that i was actually thinking about while we were watching the premiere of season three of high school musical musical the series okay is how cool it is that cast members that are on screen this season and also off screen this season half the cast is a member of the lgbtqia plus community and for someone who was obsessed with high school musical 
as a 12 year old who was definitely closeted gay and now to be watching the series which probably means just as much to a whole new generation that is so amazing like yeah they, they can be telling queer stories on screen and also the actors playing them can be queer and it because we had to put it on characters yeah like we were like oh well ryan's probably, probably gay, or like, yeah you know yeah, yeah. or whatever or you just like or what watch- happened during the uh the i don't dance sequence in high school musical 2. right 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 iconic <laughs> but anyway i just think it's really cool and i love that disney plus and disney is finally telling those stories and casting actors trusting them to tell them and letting them feel comfortable enough to be themselves on screen and off so Amazing. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And like, not only, you know, I mean, we have like Nini's moms and Carlos and Seb and, you know, not only that, but like Disney is so encouraging of us to just be outspoken in our everyday lives and like do interviews with, you know, queer press outlets. Yeah. yeah, Thank you. You know, just being like openly, you know, we've won like multiple GLAAD awards at this point. Like it's just really lovely. And also like having our, you know, creator showrunner be like, you know, so outspoken with who he is too, is like just a true test to, you know, how it all trickles down from the top. And, you know, I think it's our, I always say that I think our generation, when you have the opportunity to be outspoken and live unapologetically, like you have to take full advantage of that. So I think I'm in a position to like live outwardly in who I am. And if that can inspire somebody, uh, you know, in the world, then I've done my job as an actor and a human and um, being queer is like the coolest part of my life. So, you know, I, uh, yeah, I love that we can all be celebrated in who we are. I love it. And I'm telling you, and I'm sure you get messages. I know you do inspire young people, not even just young people, everyone. Mm -hmm. So Definitely. Because you're so yeah. eloquent as well. Julia, do you have a dose of drama for us today? Sure. Can I like share like backstage obsessions? Oh, yes. yes. Okay. So my favorite, I know like dairy is frowned upon for singers, but like I break all the rules. A sesame bagel with cream cheese and one like over medium egg is like the best huh. thing to eat before a show. For some reason, I always <laughs> crave that. That's my go-to. No locks? You know, I would, but then my I would be breathing in everybody's face and <laughs> I would be a menace to <laughs> the cast if I just had fish breath. But I would. I would do the works. I would do the capers, the onions, the locks, everything. But okay. alas, I'm just trying to be a little respectful, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and then also, I just found out that one of the producers of our show, Jordan Roth, the amazing Jordan Roth, yes. who I'm obsessed with, his husband is one of the producers of my favorite TV show ever. And I just found out and I've been watching it every single day backstage while getting ready. It stopped airing like eight years ago, but I don't care because I'm obsessed with it. It is Nurse Jackie. Have you guys? Oh, yes. Do you guys watch? Did you watch it? Did you know about it? No, but in this house we stand, Edie. Okay, Edie Falco. Guys, thank you. Um, <laughs> Amazing. So those are my backstage obsessions. If you get me a cream cheese bagel and play some Nurse Jackie for me, I will fall in love with you. So you're gonna have deliveries at the St. James now. That's lots please, of bagels, please. right? If anybody out there has secret nurse jackie merch that they want to hook me up with i can't find it anywhere and all i want to do is like sport a nurse jackie t-shirt at some point yeah yeah i'm a merch queen so i get it 
I, I totally understand. I totally understand. Those are good backstage obsessions. Yes. Yes. My backstage right. obsession into the woods is Jason Forbach. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Sure. That's also my other obsession. I was telling you guys earlier, you know how like when you're in a show and obviously I love every single person in the cast, but there's always a couple of people that you like look for specifically backstage to like say hi to or make a joke with and he's 100% one of those people I always whenever I go downstairs we have to go downstairs in order to cross to the other side of the stage and I get to always, oh. like chat with the amazing group of understudies who all hang out down there and watch the show while we're up there and I'm always like <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so cute yeah he's the best to I love him very much and I love that you guys know him too and love him now mm-hmm. he is Oh, yes. Has a heart of gold, and I love him. Definitely. Well, Julia, thank you so much for your time. You have a heart of gold. You are so (laughs) sweet and well-spoken and talented, and we're obsessed, and I'm going to be listening to Wondering all night now. So uh, I need you to do like a cabaret or something at some point, and that has to be the big finish. Thank you. Oh, my God. Maybe I'll start. (laughs) The wheels are turning. Thank you. I know. Yeah. Set list dreaming, you know. Thank you. That would be amazing. Yeah, Julia, this was... Seriously, so awesome. Thank you for your time. You are so amazing. Thanks. Let's do it again soon. This is so fun. Yes, we should. And of course, everyone should follow you if they're not already. You're just Julia Lester. Yeah. Just Julia Lester. Okay, okay. And that's on <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. Are you on TikTok as well? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on TikTok at Juge the First. <laughs> Very good. Love it, love it. And of course, while y'all are following Juge, follow us at the Drama Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Dylan McDowell. Connor is at Connor McDowell. Julia, you are a dream. Enjoy the rest of your night off. And Connor, I will see you next time. Drama! Drama.